0: Hello and welcome to the Do One Better Podcast in Philanthropy, Sustainability, and Social Entrepreneurship. I'm Alberto Ligia, your host from London. Please subscribe to the show and please share widely with others. It makes a huge difference indeed. Today we have the great pleasure of welcoming back onto the show Vikas Pota, who is an education policy expert and education advocate, formerly used to run the Varkey Foundation, which many of you might know is behind the, the Million Dollar uh, Teachers Prize. And today we're going to be focusing on global education, UN Sustainable Development Goal 4, and uh, the inaugural World Education Week coming up, taking place in October, which Vikas is uh, is helping to organize. So Vikas, without further ado, it's always good to have you back on the show. Always good to speak with you. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Alberto. I, I enjoyed our last encounter on this podcast and I look forward to this one too.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, I guess we could start by finding out a little bit about this inaugural World Education Week. What's uh, what's the inaugural World Education Week all about?
1: Thanks for asking that question. But I think you know we, we have to go back to um, to the era that we're in um, and the and the massive inequities arising out of COVID. Um, and you know, when I just generally think about um, you know education. Um, you know we all we all understand the importance of making sure that the world is better educated, and you know in two thousand and fifteen the sustainable development goals were were set um, and there was a there was a temperature check actually last year that was done where what resulted in 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 the uh, analysis that came out was that how progress had had slowed significantly towards the achievement of SDG number four in particular. And, you know, then when we go into this year, we're, we, we're, the problem is compounded by, uh, by COVID, uh, obviously, with all the school closures that have happened hmm. and, the, and the chaos that has come since then. Um, and when, we, when, I, when I look at that, I, I sometimes think to myself, well, you know, these kind of situations often result in innovation, in uh, new ideas, new ways of doing things. And I was and I started wondering whether, you know, whether there was a way of actually accelerating towards SDG4. Uh, and I was looking at whether the environment was uh, was suitable to have a discussion about about that, as opposed to just how do you catch up or how do you level up and all those kind of conversations, which are pretty immediate but and required. And so what I felt was, is that um, when I reflect on my career, I've done plenty of school visits in uh, lots of parts of the world. And the one overwhelming feature and and sentiment that I have when when I leave a school is how great it was. Now, that's regardless of which part of the world that we're in. Mm. Uh, And so it could easily be an OCD country. It could easily be uh, in the developing world. And um, what struck me about the era that we're in, where we're all using these platforms like Zoom and Microsoft Teams and the like, is that... All of a sudden, there's a, there's, a, there's a group of new voices, experience and advocates that are coming to the fore who are providing perspective, who are sharing experience. And so now we're able to peer into their classrooms, we're able to peer into their context, which I think makes the discussion and debate uh, rather interesting. And so the idea really came from, um, from, from, uh, from these schools and these kind of proponents. Uh, when I thought about uh, you know putting together World Education Week, if progress has stalled um, and you know the u n and you know policymakers in the world have co- have contributed their part, uh, I think it's really incumbent and important for schools uh, to also bear some of the effort in making sure that we accelerate towards that goal and the thought that I had was. You know, when I have visited these schools, they've demonstrated to me how great they are. And so I thought to myself, well, because of these communications platforms, can we, can we get a hundred schools that have developed an expertise or a specialism uh, to actually come online and share with other school leaders and other teachers, um, you know, their journey about how they develop their expertise and so that it can be replicated. You know, the, th- the thing I learned, Alberto, and this is quite important, again, when I reflect on my career, is that teachers trust teachers and schools trust schools. And so when a school leader or when a teacher speaks from their experience base as to how they've done X or Y or Z, uh, the likelihood of other people and other teachers in similar situations listening and, um, and taking note, I think, is much greater. And that's why we're organizing World Education Week's Global Showcase, where we have 100 schools from around the world that are gonna demonstrate an area of expertise.
0: Fascinating. Now, back in May, if I remember correctly, you hosted a a precursor, I guess, or an online conference for teachers uh, called T4. And am I correct? Were there about 100,000 teachers participating in this?
1: Yeah, so as soon as actually, just before school closures started happening, I had a few um people that I've known for a long time reach out to me saying, Can i bring bring and convene um you know policymakers and other such people together in in safe spaces to have uh discussions regarding school closures and how they should be thinking about this um and what really astounded me was... Um, as always, actually, we were getting a fantastic group of people together. but actually the teacher voice or the voice from the front line uh was absent mm. um, and so I decided because of my my history in a, with regards to the Vaki foundation and working with teachers saying that I always found those discussions to be really insightful. So, I decided to convene a, a small gathering to start with, um, <laughs> uh, you know, of um, you know some friends who I've known from around the world to listen to them about what their experience so far had been. And about, you know, I was expecting about 50, 60, and about 200 showed up. Amazing. In, that, in that call, um, you know, as I listened to all these folks from around the world, you know, I felt that, you know, they were all asking the same question, but in different ways. And in in language that I was able to deploy, uh, what they were asking for was, you know, what does the new normal look like for them as a profession? And so I thought that was quite a meaty question, especially when it came to defining what it meant in terms of leadership, what it meant in terms of collaboration, what it meant in terms of technology, and most importantly, and for the first time, the discussion on well-being also started being featured. Mm-hmm. So we decided to call it T4, given those four areas: teacher and four. And um within a span of three and a half weeks, um, and it just shows what is possible in this this age that we're in, that in three and a half weeks we had over a hundred thousand teachers register for this event, uh, which was a it was entirely done online.
0: A <laughs> hundred thousand, huh? And um how do they, how do they register? Just out of curiosity, because I'm sure somebody out there is listening, they might be thinking, well, I love uh, Vikas' initiative. Um it, do we need to be experts in technology, or or, or or are these social media platforms things that anybody can embrace and do it with a fairly, um, in, a, in a not too onerous way?
1: So unsurprisingly, Alberto, you 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 know, I I've had lots of calls like this uh, from friends around the world who want to convene and do events. The thing I I tell everyone is remember that you know, events are a, are a tool in your efforts to uh, promote or, or take part in some sort of advocacy effort. And so even with World Education Week, uh, I, I, you know, I, I hate the fact that, you know, people would think I'm an event manager, mm-hmm. but re- the, the reality is is that actually World Education Week is an important initiative to drive the conversation as to what is possible with regards to accelerating towards SDG 4, as opposed to having just a 100 events around the world that are taking place on education. And so if you view it like that, then I think, um, then I think people understand. But with regards to technology platform, there's many choices now um, of platforms that you can use. Um, and you know, for that large event that we did, we streamed into a Facebook group, uh, which has now got some 30 odd thousand teachers from around the world. We, we created a YouTube account, which has about 10,000 people. We have a closed LinkedIn group. Um, and it goes on and on like that. And so these platforms already exist and they're pretty good for engagement and you know, teachers are already there. And so it's about making use of their existing presence and, and activity on these kind of platforms uh, to promote your messages.
0: Excellent. Really excellent. And the, uh, the World Education Week. So I guess you kick off on, uh, on World Teacher Day, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, again, like, you know, um, there's so much research, Alberto, that uh, that I wouldn't, I don't have to repeat this to you. But, you know, for those that are uninitiated or not as knowledgeable about education policy, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that the biggest lever of change we have in education is the teacher. Mm-hmm. And so we decided the 5th of October because it's, uh, it's UNESCO's World Teacher Day. Um, and we said that we'd put our arms around that week. And convene, you know, almost 20 events a day from around the world that are hosted by schools. Um, you know, you start. We've had uh, we've had applications from, you know, from as far as New Zealand to all the way on this side to Chile, um, and and from the north to the south as well. And so the beauty of actually technology now is that you know you can localize, you can use your own languages, you can you can host and you can show and you can showcase. Uh, And you can tell the story and and it travels globally uh, simply because we're all in the same, um, uh, you know, complicated place where we're all trying to think about, well, how do we overcome this COVID crisis? How do we reopen schools? How will learning take place in this new hybrid reality that is likely to be here forever? Um, And we have to think about adapting the way that we have done uh, uh, things. Um, and so that's why I think World Education Week and this global showcase uh, will be received fantastically well. And I think it will be an immense public benefit.
0: Yeah. And so World Education Week, you're, if I understand correctly, you're looking to, to showcase innovation from 100 schools?
1: Yeah. So it's not just innovation. It's actually expertise. And mm-hmm. special. you know, so when people t- talk about innovation, they often talk about technology uh, by itself. Actually, we're looking at you know, we've we've identified five areas. So, for ex- and they're all linked. But we are asking for schools to actually delve deeper in one of these. Mm-hmm. So, the first the first one being uh, uh, naturally the use of technology. Uh, the second one being uh, around employability, entrepreneurship, and the development of life skills. The third being uh, deepening family and community engagement. You know, the fourth being the science of learning and science of teaching, and the fifth being around um, well being. And now, you know, I'll tell you something that, uh, you know, when I see all the open applications coming in through the website, and we've been assessing these over the last two weeks, you know, uh, in all fairness, uh, you know, I was expecting a tough time going through these applications because, you know, because of language issues, because just I maybe I, I wouldn't understand what people are saying. But I've got to tell you, it's been really heartwarming and inspiring to see all these amazing schools. You really perform and develop and have a passion for what they do. Um, and again, it shouldn't come as a surprise because uh, I reflect on all the school visits I have done in the past. And that is exactly the, the sentiment that I walk away with. And so when I was reading these applications, no matter where they are, uh, they, they just inspire. Like, you know, mm. um, and that I think is a real special thing.
0: That is, that is excellent. Now, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, yeah, I'm I'm teaching at a school. I want my school to participate in that or I want to get a, a bit more information. What website address should they go to? How do they express an interest? How do they apply?
1: Sure. So the website is worldeduweek.org. Uh you're welcome to visit. Actually, last Friday was the deadline for schools to apply. And so we've we've had hundreds of schools come forward and we're we're going through the process to select the hundred. Um and you know what, what I'm very keen on is making sure, regardless of whether you get chosen for the showcase or not, but you know, to knit together all these exemplar schools and leaders in some way or another. And we're, we're working with a range of about 30 partners around the world, many uh, foundations, many NGOs, um, who are all engaged in education to have a real serious think as to, well, how do we provide all of these folks a platform? Because what they, they may not get selected for the showcase, it's probably because we've got too much of a particular thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not saying that they what they do is not valuable. And, and so we're looking at various ways of showcasing all that work, which I think is phenomenally important. Hmm.
0: Who, who are some of these 30 partners, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Sure. So we have NGOs, very famous, like, for example, BRAC is a partner of ours. Um, you know, Queen Rania Teaching Academy in um, in Jordan is a partner of ours. Uh, we have some foundations, so the Edelgill Foundation in, in in India, Compatir in Colombia, um, you know, and it's a range of partners which you can look, take a look on the website, uh, and who are all um, actually participated also in the T4 conference uh, in 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 May, um, and we want to keep on continue working together because we share the same passion. And so, when you ask me in terms of what is T4. Um, you know, it, I, I had no plans to do T4. Uh, hmm. This is something that, like, you know, we are we're doing because it's the right thing to do, um, and we will see the, what the evolution is. But the next thing that we're doing is World Education Week, and we're expecting, you know, over a hundred thousand people participating um, in this festival of ideas, if you want to call it uh, that. Uh, but certainly, we want to we want to look at it as a means of Um, of accelerating towards SDG4, because I think that is the true opportunity that we have.
0: Yeah. So what what will the week actually look like? So it's from the 5th of October to the 9th. Uh, People are going to be logging in from all over the world. And what should they expect?
1: So on the 1st of September, we're hoping to announce um, the 100 schools who are taking place in the showcase and our Registration site will open up. so if you're interested, you should go to the website and register. Um, and then you'll get a choice, a terrific choice of different programming that you can take part in. Uh, again, the beauty of technology now is that you know it doesn't necess- we don't need to apply our minds to translation or anything like that because artificial intelligence on these platforms actually gives you automated captioning in, in the language that you want. And so, uh, you know, previously we've had this situation where, well, I want to do something in Spanish Hmm. um, and the cost of getting a a translator has been so significant that people don't. Well, now these platforms actually allow you to uh, to do automated captioning in a number of languages by itself. So, you know, I may not speak Hindi in India, but I tell you, I've I've seen some amazing schools that will be part of the showcase who I think schools in England would benefit from listening to. Uh, and you just think, well, the context is different, but what they're doing is really special. And we should look at how we do this. And so there's a value. And I know educators will be very interested in that. Educators are interested in learning uh, and, uh, and, and improving their practice. And this is that opportunity.
0: You must be getting very little sleep with all the excitement. If I were you, I'd be extremely excited about all this.
1: Yeah, again, you know, I I, lucky for me, I'm pretty driven anyway. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, what's really what's really heartwarming, Alberto, is is there's so many people wanting to join hands uh, and and see how they can help. And that's been fantastic. And the goodwill for me and my work. um, Really, um, I I feel I feel truly, um, you know, grateful towards all of these people that have come forward. I'll give you an example, actually, in the last T4 conference. Um I'm not very social media savvy myself. I don't
0: know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that.
1: Well, well, you're very kind, but you know there's a whole group of people out there in that in in that world who who are really passionate about advocacy. So I'll give you an example. Um you know there's a and I hope she she won't mind me saying so there's a fantastic lady called Kirsten who 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 is leading on much of the work on World Education Week. And she said, look, let me just let me just volunteer and help. Um, and before I know it, she she did this open call uh, on Twitter and all the social media channels saying we're looking for ambassadors to amplify the work of T4 for the first conference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, i three and a half thousand people signed up. Fascinating. And that's just It's nuts. And so that's what the, the opportunity is. When I think about my, my peers in other foundations, we all talk about advocacy. We all talk about how to do things. And we're all wedded to our systems, our processes, our structures. But the world that we now live in, you can deliver fantastic experiences, events, convenings, and really influence without, firstly, not much, uh, not much expense, uh, not much time. Um, and I think people are used to it. And so these are the opportunities that I think we should t- make the most of.
0: Yeah. In terms of setting it up, I can see how everything's moving. I guess a big challenge for you will be what happens after the week, after that event, in terms of capturing all the insight and, um, and hopefully moving the needle on, on, on getting the SDG, um, SDG4 uh, moving forward at a quicker pace
1: yeah, so there's a really great thing. Like I said to you, all these uh, one of the things that came out of the last conference, which I expect again to happen this time, is you know just the capturing of knowledge and and making it freely available for people. And so when I look at when I look at um, you know the t four ambassadors group of three and a half thousand, you know you know one of the things that I know that they will be participating in is all the events they're going to summarize. And so these are the five takeaways for me as a school or as a school leader to go and replicate X or Y or Z. I think that itself is valuable in terms of a, 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 you know something that's a takeaway from, from, from these 100 events. Even if a, another 100 schools take on these practices, that's still pushing towards SDG4, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's accelerating to a degree which may not excite you and I, but still, it's progress. And I think in years to come, this world education, we could turn into quite a quite a, quite an additive uh, and valuable uh, endeavor. Uh, the second thing, again, when I tra- travel the world, uh, you know, the thing I see, um, and, you know, it's a little bit motherhood and apple pie. I'm sure you'll understand when I say that the world really needs better leaders. Um, and I'm not just talking about political leaders, whether it's heads of government, uh, but I'm also talking about leadership at all levels. And so one of the things that, uh, again, these 30 partners and we have been speaking about is giving birth to a a global leadership network of of, of prolific uh, school leaders. Um, And the reason why we want to do that is have a focus on leadership, you know, I think is quite important. Uh, And to think about how we develop um, great leaders uh, with an international mindset um, that actually promote global citizenship. Uh, I, I think it's, it, it's important. Currently, uh, these kind of subjects are, 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 are in the domain of university education, postgraduate degrees and diplomas, um, and we want to make, perhaps create a, give birth to a network of, say, 50 prolific uh, people who, who work in schools or education systems that want to develop their own leadership. And so we, this is something that we, we are going to be giving birth to.
0: That's great, and in your case, it's not just a question of convening and getting great ideas to the fore, but also you're very connected. You 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 know current and former ministers of education. So what comes out of here should have some some impact uh, on the policy front.
1: Uh, question about policy is really important and interesting. Um, I just think that by amplifying the teacher experience perspective, and, you know and and those kind of things, I think you really do change the discussion. And that's why I've committed to continuing the work that I did at the Valkyrie Foundation with the Global Teacher Prize and that community about making sure that teachers are included. Um, you know, if you take COVID, what's happened is we have this very unprecedented situation that that that, that we, we, we face uh, all over the world, uh, where in the absence of thinking and any kind of planning and policies, um, you know, it's teachers that have actually stepped up, it's teachers that have gone and delivered online lessons, is teachers that have been innovative, it's teachers that have dealt with the inequities, it's teachers that have been the first responders. Um it stands to reason that then teachers should also be listened to. Mm. And so uh given their experience. And so uh you know, the world education week and all of the efforts that we are we're applying. Uh, tries to bring that lens and that perspective to the discussion. Um, in the end, this is uh, this is a uh, one of the most noble professions in the world, uh, and you know, all kind of research shows that uh, the profession itself is struggling and there's challenges. And I think the way we overcome that is by raising its esteem. And the way we raise its esteem is by giving them a platform, because uh, you know, we all once once we give them a platform, we'll we'll surely understand. Uh, you know, the important role that they play. Actually, COVID has been kind of a boon in that because so many people have been homeschooling. Mm. And you've heard the cry so often now saying that, gosh, I didn't realize that <laughs> the job was so tough. You know, actually teachers should earn a million dollars, I've heard a few times. Um, and now, you know, we understand that. And so we just want to take that this a step further to make sure that, you know, people understand that actually teachers leading is a, is a great thing for education systems.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, you you alluded to it, but the status of teachers is really important. And in many many societies t- teachers are just not held in high esteem.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, um we did some research in the in my last uh, job where you know in 2013 we found that uh, only in China are teachers seen in the same regard as doctors. Hmm. Everywhere else it's a middle to low ranking social status profession. When you look at SDG number 4, um you know, one of the one of the one of the uh, key Indicators that they're looking for is um, the recruitment and retention of teachers. Alberto, you know, to achieve SDG four, let me just give you uh, let me just give you the the number uh, of new teachers that are required in the next ten years to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I when I I'm going to pause for a second because and I I hope you keep this in your podcast because I want everyone to think about what that number is. And before I say it. So I'll take a pause for two seconds, if that's okay. So the question is, how many teachers do you think are required to be brought into the profession to achieve SDG4 by 2030, so in 10 years' time? Let's think. The answer is 69 million. Now, how on God's earth are we going to recruit 69 million new teachers if we treat them in the way that we have treated them? Who in their right minds would consider it as a profession? And so that's what we need to overturn. And That's why it's important to listen to them. That's why it's important to empathize with them. That's why you know, we have to put our ourselves in their shoes in, in order to think about how we how we, uh, you know, arrest this, um, this decline in interest in teaching as a profession. Mm.
0: Are you feeling optimistic about SDG four for 2030? Are you feeling like um, it's a it's a it's a viable proposition?
1: You know, again, prior to COVID, I would have said to you that I, I, I am Enormously worried, and I still am worried, but I do think that we have a huge potential to, to think about how we use the current conditions that we have to think beyond just the confines of our minds at the moment. Um, there's new partnerships to be created, there's new innovative methods to be adopted. You know, I, I, I'm enormously excited about, as an example, technology and the potential of technology um, in, in learning. And you know, one of the things that often is quoted is how, um, how teachers um, often you know, are not willing to adopt uh, technology as part of their, their practice. And you know here we have is a situation where um, there's a realization from the teacher, teaching world that actually this hybrid reality is here to stay, and we have to become comfortable with technology. Uh, and when you have these kind of cataclysmic um, scenarios, you'll find if if teachers are willing to be more positive about the use of technology, then you could probably use it to a greater degree. Um, and again, it's about, uh, we now understand that technology has a huge role to play in enhancing the role of the teacher not in replacing the role of the teacher. And there's also widespread acceptance of that now, which I think also was a reason, uh, w- without it was a reason, that uh, that the teacher workforce was reluctant to engage on this subject, but now everyone understands that you know. Um technology has a role to play but it probably frees up the teacher to do that perform the role that they really wanted to uh, as opposed to just sit there and just do lesson marking or assessments and things like that 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 can be automated and and technology can take care of so uh because of these trends being accelerated not just in education um i'm i am very hopeful that actually we we you know we have the potential of achieving sdg4
0: mm, great as you'll remember from last time, I always ask guests what's a key takeaway that they'd love to share uh, with with the audience, so that if um, if they remember nothing at all about the podcast episode today, they'll walk away with one parting thought. What would that be? And let's put it within the COVID nineteen context. What what would be the one parting thought that you'd love to uh, to share with the audience today?
1: Just the um, the, the parting thought is one that. Fills me with hope and optimism, um, and that is born out of seeing and having the opportunity to see what happens in schools all over the world. You know, there's so much excellence in all parts of the world that you know by by convening and bringing them together, uh, we we actually uh, have for the first time because of the use of these communications platforms the ability to influence schools in other parts of the world and also in ours, uh, to do a better job and to raise the standard of education. And that fills me with a lot of hope. Uh, And so that is one of the takeaways that I I, I certainly uh, would like to comment on in this podcast.
0: Wonderful. Very insightful. Very good. You've been listening to Vikas Pota, education policy expert, education advocate, someone with a big heart, someone with a lot of energy, and someone who is behind the inaugural world education week taking place on the 5th of october so take a look it'll be great uh, for you to join vikas really as always great speaking with you and uh and it's been an absolute pleasure having you back on the do one better podcast
1: you're very kind thank you so much alberto and congratulations on all the work that you do through this
0: podcast <music>